Hello and welcome to 2020 Vision, a series of three programmes reflecting on the year locally. Today we're reflecting on 2020 in Harpenden and looking forward to Christmas too. I'm Mark Lochlin. Well, it's certainly been different this year, hasn't it? This is the time of year when we usually join in with celebrations around our area to mark the beginning of the Christmas period, with the Harpenden Carnival and thousands of people coming into the town as the Christmas lights are switched on. But not this year. The lights are on, but we can't all meet up together. But we can look back and reflect on some of the positive things that have happened and in particular that have brought us together during this difficult time. Some of our Radio Verulam presenters have been talking to a selection of people across our community about their experiences and observations of the past months. So first, Claire Graham talked to the Mayor of Harbin and Town Councillor Nicola Lineker about her experiences of her year in office so far. This is Claire Graham sharing with you positive local reflections of 2020. I'm delighted to welcome Harpenden's Town Mayor for 2020 to 2021, Councillor Nicola Lineker. Now, Nicola clearly demonstrates her passion and commitment to the town, as this is the third time she's held office. She was also a governor for 10 years at St Nicholas School, where her two children attended. Thanks so much for joining us, Nicola, during what must be an incredibly busy time for you, but hopefully a positive one. And I'm just going to go straight in with this and ask you if you could share your thoughts on behalf of the town. Yeah, I will do my best. Um, I think one of the biggest things that has come out of this year in Harpenden is the awareness amongst uh, everyday residents of the amazing work that local charities do and in particular having brought different churches and charities together to form uh, Harpenden Cares which has been a really tremendous boost to a lot of people in the town so it was set up in direct um, as a direct result of the Covid virus and it helps people who need um, shopping or medication, that sort of thing. But it's just uh, another sort of example of how people in Harpenden get together, help their neighbours. So we had you know, plenty of the clapping for the NHS, but we also set up road networks so that people could look out for individuals, vulnerable individuals in their own streets and make sure that they um, were taken care of either by themselves or by other organisations. Very lovely. It's something that I've realised over the time that I've been on the town council. There are a lot of people in Harpenden with uh, a passion, I think, for looking after other people and doing their best for the whole community, which is fantastic. So um, as a town council, we certainly try and build on that, really, because um, from Harpenden Cares, we then move on to other things that we would like the residents to get involved with. And um, next year, we hope very much that we will be taking over the um, Rothamsted Park from the District Council. So just a few I's to dot and T's to cross. Oh, that's, that's great. Be... It's such a beautiful place as well, isn't it? It's really lovely. It's really lovely. It's a little bit um, run down in places, particularly the play park. Mm. So the um, town council really wants to put money towards that to redevelop. And because there are so many young families in Harpenden, it's um, badly needed, I think, for the yeah. whole community. 
Oh, that's really is something to look forward to in 2021. 20, really exciting news. And, you know, Harpington is such a beautiful town. It demonstrates clearly it's got some beautiful people in it as well. And yes. uh, we just want to thank you so much for joining us, Nicola. And we wish you and Harpington all the very best for 2021. Thank you very much. That's lovely. Thank you. Well, thank you to the Mayor of Harpenden, Town Councillor Nicola Lineker, talking there to Claire Graham. You're listening to 2020 Vision Reflections on the year in Harpenden here on Radio Verulam. And last year, Radio Verulam broadcast from High Street Methodist Church during the Christmas Carnival. But not this year, unfortunately. Mark Hammond is the minister of the church, and he spoke to Amy Radford about some of his experiences in 2020. Hello, I'm Amy Radford and we're going to be going through the positives that we can reflect on in 2020. It's been such a weird year for all of us and we want to be looking at some of the good parts we can take away from this. And to help me go through this, we have Mark Hammond. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Amy, and uh, I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to spend some time with you. Um, And the problem with lockdown is that very often uh you're you're dealing with the same people and the same four walls this is great yeah it's going to be lovely i'm really looking forward to hearing how everyone can get involved with the church and the some of the positives that you've seen from 2020 like can you share some of them that you've found i think without doubt um at the start of lockdown we were all hit with this sort of shock wave of uh of what do we do and but there was a sense pretty quickly after that wave hit of us feeling that we were in this together with our neighbours and uh, that was true our neighbours down the street it was true of those uh, who were part of the organisations and groups that we were part of uh, and that was certainly true of the churches and uh, I think one of the greatest positives of the whole pandemic experience for me has been without a doubt the sense that people have pulled together and looked out for each other. Definitely I understand completely where you're coming from it just it was even when you were driving down the street I would see strangers going to other people's houses to drop off shopping and it was just kind of that sense that you'd I'd never seen that kind of care in my life until now and I think the pandemic has definitely brought that out of all of us. So oh, you know, a great example of that uh, down my the street I live on is uh, we set up for all the neighbours uh, a WhatsApp group um, pretty soon after the start of the first lockdown and that group uh, is still going strong with uh, people looking out for each other. Uh, I mean, they're even, you know, if if someone, you know, three doors down uh, is in the middle of, you know, doing a bit of DIY and needs a hammer or a saw or everything, they, they put it on the WhatsApp and they're inundated with responses. <laughs> but, but at a more serious level, when someone has been ill uh, or has been having to self-isolate, um, you know, because, because, you know, someone in the household uh, is suspected of having COVID or someone has actually got it, then the neighbours have rallied around. And uh, that's true, certainly down our street with the WhatsApp group. It's also been true more widely here in Harpenden and other other uh, locations with whole communities pulling together to make sure that that people who would otherwise feel isolated on that and on their own 
are actually feeling at the heart of the community and cared for. That's amazing, especially with the WhatsApp group, with how you guys brought that together. How how did you bring that together? Was it that you guys knew each other originally or did you reach out to each other? We, uh, we for uh, a couple of years now, uh, one of our, our neighbours called Georgie had been trying to organise street parties and uh, regularly closing down the street and getting permission to do that so that we could uh, we could set up a picnic in the middle of the road and the kids could go up and down not everyone joined in with that but um, enough of us did that it was the start of uh, of of enabling that community field to to grow when the lockdown came um it was a natural next step to to include everyone and actually you know make sure everyone had everyone else's mobile number and, and could join on the group and uh, as people saw the the benefits of it, uh, and more often than not, it wasn't it wasn't those who were needy who were mm. were clamouring to to be on it. It was those who just wanted to help and didn't know how to help and wanted to do something. Uh, suddenly realised that by joining this neighbourhood WhatsApp group, um, they could have access to 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 how to help and what they could do. On a wider scale, um, the a lot of these groups became interconnected in Harpenden uh, through a, an initiative called uh, Harpenden Cares. And this was established by one of the town councillors who brought together um, other, other politicians, charity groups and the churches of Harpenden early on uh, at the start of lockdown. And said, you know, we, we need to really be working together to make sure that no one in this town uh, falls through the net of care. And uh, that has been an amazing thing. And I, I've been really proud to say that, you know, the, the churches together in Harpen have been um, part of that and have helped to administer in, in particular uh, because of our our great experience of of, uh, of making use of volunteers and organizing volunteers um one of the the churches in harvard and bethany community church has been brilliant at uh, helping to coordinate the volunteer response and that has involved such things as uh for those who have to self-isolate in their homes or during a lockdown are uh, are very vulnerable um, organising volunteers who aren't vulnerable to go and do their shopping or to go and get their prescriptions from the, the pharmacy. And uh, through those sorts of uh, practical ways of helping, relationships have been forged across the community between the young and the old, between uh, those who are uh, able to get out and about and those who, who aren't. Uh, I know a number of my church members at High Street Methodist Church have been uh, involved through that uh, in telephone uh, befriending service so that those who live on their own get regular telephone calls uh, and again build have a, during lockdown have built relationships with people that they may never have met before and wouldn't have otherwise met but have now become firm friends through that regular human contact of just someone picking up a phone and talking to you. There's such an important and inspiring message that has come out of 2020 and it kind of led me, leads me on to my next question that 
if someone is listening and they're wanting to get involved with the church and with these um, initiatives, what can they do? How can they reach out? Well, one very easy way for them to uh, be connected with the right people would be through our own church administrator. And uh, if you are on email, it's easy to uh, email us at office at highstreet.church. Um, and I mean, equally, um, you can uh, you can get uh, get us on the on the telephone and. Uh, um, I know it's an 01582-713-056. So that's 01582-713-056. And that will direct you uh, to uh, our church administrator, who has been our coordinator at High Street with Harpenden Cares. Um, and we've, you know, we've had a, heard some fantastic stories of how, uh, people through that initiative across the town of Harpenden have been cared for, but have also uh, had been able to use their gifts. Um, and uh, the gift of friendship is probably the one that we uh, need to value most at this time uh, when we're all going through this together. Definitely. Everyone's been saying that that's one of the most important things to come out of this is just realizing human connection is one of the main kind of milestones of our lives to like keep it going and it's amazing that people can get involved with the church to keep that connection with them that was the minister of high street methodist church in harpenden talking to amy radford more of that interview later you're listening to 2020 vision reflections on the year in harpenden when the first lockdown was announced in March, a small group of local residents from Harpenden Trust got together, virtually of course, and quickly established Harpenden Cares to coordinate help and support for Harpenden's most vulnerable residents. Claire Graham spoke to Richard Nichols, chairman of the Harpenden Trust. This is Claire Graham for Radio Verulam 92.6 FM, and I'd like to wish a warm welcome to Richard Nichols, who's the chairman of the Harpenden Trust. This organisation has done so much to support the community of the town. And here are just a few examples of how they have and continue to help. So they set up the Harpenden Care Contact Centre, which has taken over 2,000 calls in response to the pandemic. They arrange befriending services and provide utility grants for residents on low pensions. They deliver essential supplies and offer street level support to the vulnerable. They also play a key role as a trusted source of information. Wow, that's quite a list, Richard. So I'm just going to ask you here and now, what are your positive reflections of 2020 and looking forward to 2021? Hi, Claire. Yes, no, I, I think we all appreciate it's been a, a pretty difficult year for, for the vast majority of people um, looking back over the last eight months. But but I think with a Harpen and Trust hat on, we can look back and sort of, I'd like to pick out maybe three moments over the course of the last eight months, where there's a real positive story that came out of everything that went on. It's if you've already mentioned one figure in terms of the Harpen and Cares Contact Centre, 
I think it was, I mean, the, the history of the trust is we've got a small office and a single BT phone line. And when we were asked to get involved with setting up the contact centre for Harpenden Cares, I think we realised that one fixed BT phone line and the little taped answer machine deck wasn't quite going yeah. to cut it. it, it so, <laughs> that's just, it's not going to cut it at all, It's not going it? to cut it, is it? So we, so we figured out that, so, you know, a bunch of us all rolled our sleeves up and we figured out how to build a 12-line call centre and we figured out the technology for a sort of cloud-based answer machine message. And um, and essentially within 10 days, within those sort of that first week of March, if I, if I look at the first full week of March, we had a contact centre. And then obviously we didn't have the scale of people to answer it. So it was it was heartwarming the way so many people came forward saying, how can we help? How can we volunteer? And we actually established, you know, 20 odd people came forward. They all got in touch. We managed to get all the technology to work between us. And in that first full week, when we opened up the contact centre, between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock every weekday, including bank holidays, I think the moment we, you know, you could sit back at the end of that first week and when we suddenly realised we'd taken 170 calls from residents and individuals in the town who were who were looking for help, whether it be with shopping or prescriptions or whatever, um, it was just it was just a wonderful moment when you thought, yeah. Yeah, okay, we're we're making a positive difference, and and isn't that great? And as you say, we we've, we've gone on, and I think we've worked out is well over two thousand calls now, and um, and that continues. We're we're still there for everyone. Um, the second reflection, maybe sort of, it's the befriending side. It, again, um, I think coming out of some of the calls we were taking, it was you know, we, we were noting that, you know, some people were, you know, anxious for a call back or keen to keep in touch. And they were just looking to sort of, you know, maintain a relationship. So we've got this wonderful lady called Sally, if I can give a shout out to Sally, who was running Sally a befriending can. service. And um, she, you know, so we had about 15 relationships or so. But um, but now that, that figure has just grown as she's sought to not, not match on a temporary basis, but, you know, just seek to sort of match needs, hobbies, mutual interests. We've that's now got... absolute. Oh, that, that's just wonderful, Richard. So she is like the matchmaker of 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 um, Harpenden community. Yeah? I'll let you use that phrase. We're, we're about sort of yeah, two thirds <laughs> women, about a third of men, which I think is has been an interesting trend yeah. over, over the year. And um, and now we've got this this wonderful sort of befriending service, which is building and we're, we're scaling up. And I think that will only continue into next year as well, because it's been it's been a great success. That's lovely. Um, and then, and maybe thirdly, if I'm a, if, on the basis I'm allowed a shout out, there's, there's a wonderful lady called Pat. And every time I, I every time I say this, I will say, well, I won't embarrass you again. But it was just just to do it one final time, and she's not here to interrupt me. It was we got to the, towards the end of the year, and we got to the Queen's Birthday Honours list, and obviously this year. Um, that was very much recognising the hundreds of people who've helped all the vulnerable, helped lift the nation's spirits. And and in a way, there are over 400 volunteers in the Harpenden Trust who, who've been doing that. But wasn't it wonderful that our people director was actually singled out and Pat received a, a, a British Empire medal at the end of this year. So that, that was a wonderful positive note in which to end oh, the last sort of lo- A lovely honour. But I'm, I'm sure it is very well deserved. Hugely. You've done such amazing work there. Now, you, you may, have you got some kind of, how do you fundraise? How, how do you oh. keep this machine going? You need some money behind it, oh, right? You've, you've been well briefed. The, the, we, we have yeah. a Christmas appeal. So the final cheeky shout out is we, we don't raise money during the year, but every Christmas we try to drop an envelope through every resident's door in Harpenden 
and we have an amazing team of volunteers who do all that and we we almost managed to cover every street i think and uh, that envelope will be dropping onto people's doors in december and just a, a shout out to all those who drop the envelopes but also a, a little plea to say please give generously this year and all years because we've got so much we still need to do and we're involved with going into next year so if people could give generously into our appeal that would be fantastic I'm sure with with you telling us all about that the work that you've been doing and what you're continuing to do, I'm sure everyone will be more than willing to donate. I certainly will. Wonderful. I'll I send do... you the details personally, obviously. Say, 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 just send me an envelope and I will put some money in it for it. Wonderful. Thank you, Richard, so much for joining us. I know how busy you are and all the hard work that goes into the Harpenden Trust, all your volunteers and your team there, you're all amazing. So it's and 400 amazing people and a big shout out and thank you to all of them from me for this year as well. It's quite, it's quite incredible. It actually makes me feel very positive. So thank you to all of you. Great. Thanks, Claire. That was Richard Nichols of the Harpen and Trust talking to Claire Graham. You're listening to 2020 Vision, Reflections on the Year in Harpenden, here on Radio Verulam. Now let's hear from Mark Hammond again. Mark is minister at High Street Methodist Church in Harpenden, and he told Amy Radford how the church is planning for Christmas this year. For many churches, and High Street Methodist Church in Harpenden is 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 one of these. We have not been worshiping in our building now for seven months, um, and some people will get the impression, "Oh, crumbs, is that the, the church is closed?" And I'd like to say the church is not closed. Um, we have been continuing to worship, but have moved our worship on online. And uh, we, like many other churches, uh, it was a steep learning curve. But uh, within a week of the first lockdown, uh, our Sunday worship was being live streamed Um uh, quite a lot of it from where I'm sat now at my study desk in front of my computer, uh, live streaming uh, onto the onto the the internet. And um, a lot of the churches uh, throughout the country and certainly here in Harpenden have done that in all sorts of different ways. And that that will be continuing through uh, through to Christmas. I mean, at the moment, we don't know when we get to the end of November, um, you know, which tier we're going to be in and what's going to be possible. It seems likely for us at High Street, because we're a very, very large church and Christmas services are usually absolutely jam-packed, that it probably won't be safe for us to hold our Christmas services in in the church building. But we have uh, been planning and organising and already starting to pre-record for some amazing online acts of worship. So that's going to start um, from for us from the 29th of November, uh, where our Sunday services online each week on the run-up to Christmas uh, are going to be a chance for us to explore how the nativity might look in today's world uh, as we prepare for a, a different look to Christmas. So many people in the area will know that uh, Usually, if it weren't for the pandemic, um, High Street Methodist Church uh, usually holds a special event, opens its doors when we have the Christmas lights up in Harbenden. And I I think uh, you may have seen it yourself uh, in past years where we tell the nativity story with live donkeys and actors uh, and you go through various scenes in the nativity story around our building. Well, we can't do that this year physically 
with showing people around. And so uh, the the actors uh, of the uh, and, and playwrights of High Street Methodist Church have been uh, writing and recording uh, in four parts the nativity story as told in modern times. And during our Sunday online worship uh, from the 29th of November leading up to Christmas, we're going to be showing those in the midst of the of the worship and and asking of the characters in the nativity what are you waiting for and raising the question in our own minds what are we what are we waiting for uh, as we as we approach christmas we want it's a question that's full of hope that actually even in the midst of the darkest times even when we're a little frustrated that we can't do everything we'd like to do or the way we usually do it it doesn't mean we can't look forward to things anyway. Uh, look forward to things, even though they might may be different. So, um, if any of your listeners are not uh, yet connected uh, with uh, online worship or haven't even come across it, uh, you can connect with ours at our website, which is highstreet.church. Highstreet.church, and every Sunday. Uh, we have a, a children's church which begins at 9.15 online. They even have been making use of a green screen, which I don't understand that technology, but it enables <laughs> them to appear to be all over the place. Um, and, and then at 10 a.m. we have our online worship. Um, and, you know, that's, you can connect with that through our website, site, as I say, highstreet.church or um, through our Facebook page and uh, our Facebook page, when you watch it through there, it enables people uh, in the chat facility to talk to each other and comment. And I'm, I'm really glad that mainly people have commented quite kindly about, you know, my sermons and my, my messages. It's been, uh, it's been a great way for, for those who've joined us in worship um, to, to actually connect with each other as well as connect with God. And it's the phenomenal thing, Amy, is that, and I know speaking to other church leaders all over the place, they found the same thing. Our, our online congregations are actually bigger than when we gathered physically. Um, and uh, we've, we've had people watching us from all over the world. Um, there's even been someone from Vietnam tuning in every every week that is uh, amazing i know absolutely (laughs) phenomenal um admittedly there is a gathering of uh of people up in blackpool uh namely my in-laws who are also joining us uh every sunday uh just to keep an eye on their son-in-law i think um oh don't worry about that's really that's really lovely though it means that they can all check in on you and see how it's all going Yes. So we've got throughout throughout this pandemic period, we've um, it's been a steep learning curve early on for us to how to to do church online. But but it's been quite an enjoyable thing. And we've we've we know from the feedback that we're connecting. Um, And obviously, there are there are people in our community who uh, our church community who who aren't online. They're not on the Internet. They don't have a smartphone. They don't have Wi-Fi. They don't have a computer. So each week what we've done is um, for those who have DVD players, we've burnt 
the services and messages onto DVDs and delivered them to their homes. For those who haven't got a DVD but have got a CD player, we've burnt the audio onto a CD player and delivered those. And I, I've got a, an army of of people who go out on their bikes mainly around Harpen and delivering these things um, once a week so that no one need be excluded from uh, the worship of the church. That was Mark Hammond, Minister of High Street Methodist Church in Harpen and talking to Amy Radford and more of that interview in a bit. You're listening to 2020 Vision, Reflection on the Year in Harpenden. Next, Steve Simpson spoke to Mike Lees, the chairman of the High Street Players, about how they've been coping in a period when entertainment venues have been closed. Mike, you are the chair of the High Street Players. What are your abiding memories of 2020? I suppose the the key memory is of being suddenly find ourselves in March with a production almost ready to go. The, the cast had learnt their lines, the set was built... And then suddenly it all had to be abandoned when we went into the lockdown. A series of activities then having to be developed, which could be done under the different rules that seem to change every week. And then perhaps my strongest abiding memory will be of trying to conduct rehearsals in someone's garden in what must have been one of the wettest Augusts on record. So you did try and make the best of it, despite all the obstacles that were thrown at you? Absolutely. As a group, we've done everything that we can trying to do what we're there to do, which is to produce theatre. I think it's hard. We weren't quite as bad, badly off as some groups. A lot of people have put a lot of work in. And yes, we will actually bring that production back to life when we can. It's one that we won't be able to do until things are back to some kind of normality. But still, for the people who were involved, it, it, it's quite hard. And so one of the things that we had to do immediately was to try and find activity for the group really to to give us a sense of purpose when what we were intending to do had suddenly been taken away from us. And in the longer term what impact did the extraordinary events of this year have on the activities of the players? I think they've had quite significant impacts in in different ways. One of the things that we've done is we've been doing a series of play readings online, which have been very popular with the group, uh, particularly when we were in the the depths of lockdown and people had nothing else to do. We've continued with those, even when things opened up a little bit, and they're still very popular. Uh, It's something that I think, regardless of what happens in the future, we'll probably continue with that. And then, of course, other things have come along. We we found a new venue in the Catherine Warrington School down uh, in, in Bavford, because the, the hall that we normally use at High Street Church w- wasn't available. The Catherine Warrington School were willing to let us use their hall. And it's a fantastic venue. And I, you know, I'm sure we'll be back there in the future. We made a new discovery there, really. And, and it, it came about as a result, of, in many ways, of, of the current situation. Every cloud has a silver lining. That's right. And, and what about 2021? What are you looking forward to there? Well, we'd certainly hope that we get back to some kind of normality. We found ways of putting productions on in the current situation, but we we obviously had to have a a socially distanced audience, and that very much restricts the numbers of people who can watch a play. We were also having to have a socially distanced cast. That's another exercise in itself, producing a play or directing a play in which the, the, the cast have to maintain a distance from one another. It would be nice to get back to doing things in a more normal manner, but we can see that 2021 it's probably going to take most of the year to get things fully back to normal so i'm 
looking forward to some of the challenges of, of producing drama within whatever the constraints are during that year. A very pragmatic approach. Mike, thanks very much for joining us on Radio Verulam. Thank you. That was Mike Lees, the chairman of the High Street Players, talking to Steve Simpson. You're listening to 2020 Vision, Reflection on the Year in Harpenden, here on Radio Verulam. Finally, more from Mark Hammond, Minister at High Street Methodist Church in Harpenden. He's been talking to Amy Radford about how the church is planning for Christmas. The Christmas services online itself that we're already uh, on with planning, uh, we're really excited about. So on Sunday the 20th of December, we are going to hold at 7 o'clock uh, in the evening, our online carols and readings. Our church choir and organ uh, combine, are going to combine anthems and carols and readings in this uh, perfect service as we, as we approach Christmas week. Um, and so that's usually when we meet in the, in the building, you know, really packed out service. Well, we'd love people to still join us anyway uh, online. And the, and the choir have miraculously as far as i'm concerned uh, each individually sat at their own homes have been recording four-part harmony um, by each of them recording their voice against a backing track and then sending it into uh, someone who 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 then edits it all together and the results are absolutely fantastic um, so it must take hours and hours and hours. But um, so, you know, 20th of December, 7 p.m. in the uh, evening, come to highstreet.church and, and join in with that. And then on the Thursday, the 24th of December, Christmas Eve, uh, we would usually be holding our Christingle services uh, with the oranges with a candle in them that, that get lit. And those are really, really popular with young families. Uh, and we don't want them to miss out from that. So we are uh, holding it online, three o'clock on Christmas Eve. Again, through our website, um, get your orange and candle and ribbon and sweets uh, ready. And we're going to do a build yourself a Christingle uh, and learn through that as we do that together, the true meaning of Christmas. Um, and uh, again, if you go to our website, highstreet.church, you, that tells you the, all you need to know about uh, what you need to join in with that service. And then finally, last but certainly not least, Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, we often have, you know, upwards of 350, uh, some, sometimes 500 people trying to cram into High Street for the Christmas morning service at 10 o'clock. Um, this year, inevitably, our 10 o'clock Christmas Day service is going to be online. And uh, so you go to highstreet.church and our children's church have been working hard doing a Zoom nativity. So that's all being recorded with all the various parts. Uh, uh, and it, one of our, our mums has written a fantastic nativity for Zoom and the children are doing brilliantly at recording this it's it's going to be a must see on christmas morning uh to join in uh, and see that and celebrate the birth of christ uh together young and old uh through that that sounds so adorable i i cannot wait to watch that it looks it sounds so cute 
<laughs> and again, I mean, if if people are on Facebook, Facebook is by far the best way of of seeing those services uh, because, again, you can, in the chat you can say hello to each other, wish each other happy Christmas, and uh, you know comment on a, and applaud as you go, so that the children who be watching will be able to you know revel in the fact that that you know the whole community are watching together and and are responding, uh, sharing their their love for what the kids have done. And on Facebook, um, is it High Street Church? Yeah, so if you, it's at High Street Methodist is our, what do they call it, a handle? So if yeah. you put in at High Street Methodist, uh, or I think you type in the search High Street Methodist Church Harpenden, it should come up as well. But if in doubt, go to our website, highstreet.church, and there's a little F for Facebook that you can click on there and it will take you straight through uh, by that means we are also on youtube on instagram and even on twitter oh we're gonna get some instagram stories from you on christmas day as well yes oh absolutely i think uh i don't i mean we we have an amazing team um here at high street who deal with all the technology i don't understand any of it but <laughs> what i what i do know is that our services go out through the website through facebook through youtube and through instagram and uh you know there's there's trailers and uh you know reviews go out on twitter as well so um you know whichever social media platform you favor you should be able to find us Oh, thank you so much. I, if um, For anyone who's listening, there are so many things that Mark has just said that you can get involved in with the church, from helping your neighbours to all of the services that sound amazing. The Christingle and the Nativity ones are definitely the ones that I hold dear in my heart, just from when I was a child as well. I still remember like trying to eat the sweets in the middle of the service. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah my children tried to... Uh cook them in the middle of the service, light the candle and then uh, burn the sweets. That was uh... <laughs> <laughs> Make them nice and toasty when you eat them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. They could taste a bit waxy though after being oh. burnt with a candle. Mm. Makes them a bit more chewy. Yeah. Can't buy them like that. <laughs> well, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much. And thank you for your positivity looking at 2020 as well. Yes. I mean, we all are longing for the pandemic to be behind us. And, you know, that's really understandable. Uh, but while we're still on this side of that um, great event and happiness, um, let's continue to be neighbourly. Let's continue to to look for what we can do to help and cheer each other up uh, and encourage one another and continue to to do what we need to do to keep our neighbours and ourselves and our families and our loved ones safe uh, by not doing too much too soon, but uh, doing what you can uh, to care for one another. I couldn't have put it better myself. And thank, thank you so much and have a lovely Christmas as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of your services. Thank you, Amy. I'm looking forward to seeing that you were there. That was Mark Hammond, Minister of High Street Methodist Church in Harpenden, talking to Amy Radford. Now then, just to let you know that Radio Verulam is supporting the Christmas 
Keep Connected anti-loneliness campaign over the Christmas period and beyond. Take a moment to think about this. Christmas can be a lonely time, and this year that will be especially true. So consider how you might want to think about approaching a person you might feel might be lonely in order to gently offer support and friendship, perhaps a neighbour or a friend. That's the Christmas Keep Connected anti-loneliness campaign. This has been 2020 Vision Reflections on the Year in Harpenden. Thank you to my colleagues from Radio Verulam for the help in making this programme, to Amy Radford, Claire Graham, Steve Simpson, Lauren Kemp and Clive Glover. Plus thanks to everyone who's contributed to tell their stories from this very different year. I'm Mark Lachlan and on behalf of everyone at Radio Verulam, happy Christmas and all the best for 2021.